Is distraction keeping you away from a tremendous blessing in your life? Oh, friends, distraction is not your friend. Today, we're going to talk about three ways to overcome distraction. And I wonder, is distraction even keeping you away from healing? Stay with me. Hey friend, welcome to the Shattered in a Beautiful podcast. I'm Jeannie Smith. If your heart is hurting, no matter what your circumstances are, there is only one healer. Through biblical content, I will teach you how to experience whole healing and soar into great purpose. So let's get into today's show. Grab your favorite coffee, journal, and Bible. It's time to dig in and unwrap your gift. Friends, this is Jeannie. Welcome back to the show. I wonder how you are all doing. I hope you have your warm cup of coffee ready to go. I have mine. I love podcasting because I love the opportunity to imagine myself sitting down with you one-on-one, although I know there's many listeners. However, when I'm recording, I see myself just sitting down with you one-on-one. That's my heart, that I'm engaging with you relationally one-on-one, just as if we're sitting together alone at a table. And so I really love doing that. So thank you for the opportunity to be a message of hope. And thank you for always returning and listening. So before we jump into today's show, I just want to talk to you about a super opportunity for you to walk through some strategic healing. We are having an event this weekend. It's called The Gift, Embrace the Wonder of God's Healing. And a lot of the material for this event, which we actually call an encounter, comes from the principles in my most recent book called The Gift. And so if you hadn't gotten you a copy of that book, I highly encourage you to do that. You can go to my website, JeannieScottSmith.com, go to the book section and go ahead and purchase that. It will be one of the best things that you ever purchased for your life because it uses the principles of God to walk you through strategic healing. Now, I highly encourage you to walk through that with an accountability partner, someone that can just at least be praying over you, but you can actually walk through it alone as well because the Holy Spirit, His Word, as you follow the material, will guide you through it. Or if you're looking for a gift for someone, someone that you know is going through a difficult time, I highly encourage you to get the gift and give it to them as a gift because you will be truly, truly blessed. I do feel that God's anointing is a small book, only consistent of 10 chapters, but I truly feel like it is a little anointed book of the Lord. It is His work birthed through my hands and my mind and heart for sure and through His Word. So this event that we're having this upcoming weekend is based upon that book, and it is an intimate setting allowed for women to just come away, get away from the daily things going on in their life, the distractions in their life. By the way, that's our message for today is distraction. But this time, this event, this encounter is chosen to bring you into the intimacy of the Father. Allow you to have an encounter with Jesus. Allow you to experience freedom from things in your life that maybe have had you in bondage. And I can just tell you, as God has birthed this encounter through me, this experience for you, I have been overtaken by his love. It is such an outpouring 
of his love. I can tell you that, ladies. And and just so you know, guys, if you're listening to, we are going to be moving into co-ed encounters as well. So there is an opportunity in the near future. In 2024, we'll be doing these for not just women, but for women and men. So if you want to stay updated with things like that, just follow my website, JeannieScottSmith.com. And Tuesday, this Tuesday, which is tomorrow at 7 p.m., registration will close for this event that we're having here in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. It's this Friday and Saturday. That's September 15th and 16th. Those dates were chosen from the Lord because they are significant. They are celebrating Rosh Hashanah, which also means transition. It means birthing. It means new. What is the new that God is trying to move you into? So, if you can join us, you need to hurry up and get registered. You can go to my website, JeannieScottSmith.com, go to events, and you can register there. It will be held here in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and it is absolutely free to attend, although you do have to pay for lodging if you're coming from out of town. But other than that, it's just a $25 fee for the materials that you will need. So what a wonderful opportunity. So stay updated on our website for future encounter events with the gift. So friends, today we are going to be talking about distraction. And I wonder how many of you have struggled with distraction. Did you know that distraction really means apart? Disapart. It means to be apart from. It means to drag be dragged away. Now, that is the opposite of what Jesus wants us to do. In John 15, he says to abide in him. Abide means to be stuck together like glue, right? Abide is I in you and you in me. There's a deepness going on there. And Jesus gives us the representation of that through the vines and the branches in John 15. One of my favorite chapters. Oh, it's so hard to pick one favorite chapter in the Bible, but I love John 15 because we know that as we abide in him, we experience his presence, his power. We experience all of him, all spiritual blessings. So John 15 is a gift. And in John 15, we actually experience and find joy. And, you know, we can look for joy and healing and comfort and satisfaction in so many places in the world. There's so many things that we put our hands to where we're looking for those things, but those things can only be found in Jesus. He makes it very, very clear. So go to John 15 and study that chapter. If you haven't recently, just abide in him. So now if Jesus is telling us to abide in him, to find the joy of life, to find abundant living. That's the only place it can be found. Well, then the enemy is going to try to do the opposite of that. So what does he do? Strategically, he uses distraction. Now, do not be deceived by distraction. We're going to talk about the double Ds here in a minute. And ladies, I'm not talking about, you know, bra sizes. I'm talking about the double Ds of Satan. So distraction, to be disapart, apart from, dragged away. Now, why does Satan want to distract us? Why does he want to pull us away? So today's topic, today's title of this episode is Uprooting Distraction from Our Life. We need to uproot distraction 
from our life. And we're going to talk about three ways that we can begin to overcome distraction. So first, we are exposing the enemy, okay? We know that the enemy wants our attention. He wants your attention. He wants you to be anxious about things. He wants you to be focused on the things of the world, not the things of the kingdom. And so he will attempt to distract you with so many things because he wants you to be anxious. And so if we focus on the world and the things going on around us, we're going to find ourselves anxious. We're going to find ourselves angry. We're going to find ourselves fearful. Oh, and that's just to name a few. This is what the enemy's tactic is. He wants to keep us in a place of anxiety, which ultimately can even lead to depression. That's the things of darkness. Jesus wants us to stay focused on him and the kingdom. Be still and know that I am God. So we battle distraction of the world by being infused with heaven. Satan always attempts to distract us from God and his word. So his double D's is distraction and deception. Now, this is what he did to Eve years and years and years ago when sin entered into the world, right? Way back in the Garden of Eden. First, he distracted her and then he deceived us. Whoa, there's a word right there, distraction and deception. One follows the other because he does not want us in the will of God. He wants us distracted from God's promises, which we find in his word and demons. See, the spirit of distraction is a demon and it's highly skilled in distracting you from the will of God for your life. Did you hear what I said? It is a demonized spirit of Satan and it's highly skilled to distract you from the will of God for your life, which we know is a good will, right? The perfect will of God, a good plan for your life, a kingdom plan for your life that leads you into abundant joy, abundant life. Oh, the enemy wants to distract you from that. So he sends out his demons, the spirit of distraction to do that. Now, doesn't that make you fire spitting mad? It makes me mad. I feel this righteous anger rise up in me. How dare him come and try to distract and deceive us from the perfect will of God for our lives? So he wants to distract us from it because he wants us to make us think, oh, the Bible's not relevant to me today. Oh, it's just a story of people and things long ago. It's not relevant. It's old time. No, the Bible is alive. That is where we experience the power and the presence of God through worship, through prayer, through the word of God. It is very relevant for us today. It means the same for us as it meant when the ones years ago wrote it. Those promises are ours. We are the descendants of Abraham. So do not be distracted from the word of God, from his purpose and his plan for your life. Now, maybe that purpose and plan for your life right now is healing. I see so many times that the enemy distracts women and men from getting a blessing of healing. He doesn't want you in the word of God and in the presence of vessels that God has sent to you to release you into 
the revelation of him and his healing. He, he doesn't want that. And so you'll find yourself oh so busy with things all around you that you need to do or, you know, it's just not a good season or I'm just really busy doing a lot of things. And so you'll constantly push the healing of God to the back burner. And I wonder how long one might do that. Would it be a couple weeks? Might it be a couple months? Might it be a couple years? We may use distraction because see, sometimes distraction is not by our control and sometimes it is. Sometimes we might use distraction ourselves to keep us away from something that we're fearful about or really we're discomforted about. Like we may distract ourselves because of the discomfort that we are trying to escape from. And so we will distract ourselves with something else because we don't want to walk through what it is the, the Lord wants us to walk through. And so we will escape it by distraction. It breaks my heart when I have an encounter with a woman that I know needs healing and the Lord is trying to draw her to receive this healing. Why? Because he deeply loves her and he wants to set her free. But then she'll give me a long list of reasons why it's just not the time. And, you know, I always settle this in my heart this way. God's timing is perfect. And the person has to be willing to walk through what the Lord wants to take them through, which is truly their redemption, their restoration. The Lord is going to gift that to them, but there is a process. And so the person has to be willing and ready to walk through that. The question is, is why would we not be ready? Like I, we need to be ready at all times. Why would we put off the treasures of the Lord? Why would we put off healing and restoration? Oh, let today be the day that we say no to distraction and we say yes to God's perfect will for our life. Okay, so we've talked a lot about what distraction is, where it comes from. Now, let's talk about how to uproot it from our life. I love that word uproot, so I just didn't say remove it. I said uproot. That means we're going to go to the source, the deep root of this thing, and we're going to pull it out. Now, for those of you that are practical people, I'm going to give you just a few practical things first, but then I'm going to really push into the spiritual things as well. We have to focus on the spiritual ways to uproot distraction from our life because that is the only thing that will last, okay? But there also are some practical things that you can do as well. So just a few of them is to put visual reminders around you. If you're one that gets easily distracted, then put some points of focus on sticky notes or whatever it may be. Just put it around you. Keep it around you throughout the day. Make sure that you get rest. We have to rest in God because if you're tired and fatigued because you're not getting enough sleep and you're not going to bed at a reasonable time, then it's going to be real easy for you to be distracted throughout the day and it's going to be hard for you to focus. Matter of fact, one thing that you're going to be super distracted with is fatigue. You're going to be like, oh, I'm just so tired. So you're going to be you know, the enemy wants to keep us in a place of slumber, so you're going to be distracted by the lack of sleep that you didn't get. The other thing is, turn off 
distractions. So just turn them off. You know, those may be computers, they may be phones, it may be TVs. Find ways to turn off the distractions. Like, what is it that you're trying to focus on? And what are the things that are causing distractions? I mean, we can't turn off our family and our kids, right? But there are so many other things that we can turn off. And so I want you to think about what those things are that you can turn off. My number one thing that I have to keep turned off is my phone because my phone is constantly going off. Ding in, text messages, emails, ringing, whatever it may be. And I find total distraction, total distraction from my phone. And so I will just put it on do not disturb if I need to really focus on something or if there's, you know, a few hours during the day when I don't want to be distracted. So think about what those things are. And another practical thing that we can do is learn to say no. I remember reading this book by Lisa Turkus years ago, and it was called The Best Yes. And it was a great book, but the one thing, principle that I pulled out of that book that I started applying to my life all the time was this simple principle of saying no. And she put it this way. Saying no is a wonderful thing. And it can be presented to someone like this. Thank you so much for asking me to do whatever it is that they've asked you to do. My heart would love to say yes, but the reality of my time is a no. Oh, that is such a good principle, friends. I use it all the time because our heart, our emotions, you know, our will even, and our mind would love to say yes to everything, especially for people that are doers. And we're going to talk about the doers in a minute. But the reality of our time is a no, right? If we're really honest about the reality of our time, there's only so many minutes and hours, you know, throughout the day. So, My heart would like to say yes, but the reality of my time is a no. Maybe you need to apply that principle to your life. It's okay to say no. Don't overcommit yourself. Overcommitment, busyness, is a huge distraction from the enemy. Don't allow the good things in life to deceive you and keep you from the best things in life. That's a word. That Holy Spirit just flowed that right through my mouth. Let me say that again. Lord, help me say that again. Don't allow the good things in life to deceive you and keep you away from the best things in life. And we're going to look at an example in the Bible in just a moment of two ladies, two sisters, where we see this actually take place. And Jesus has a word to them and he has a word for us today. Okay, so we talked about physical things that you can do to come against distraction. Let's press into now the spiritual things. So we do that by getting into the Word of God. So I hope you got your Bible there. Let's look at Proverbs 4, verse 20 through 27. Okay, beginning in verse 20. My son, pay attention to my words. Listen closely to my sayings. Don't lose sight of them. Keep them within your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to one's whole body. Guard your heart above all else, for it is the source of life. Don't let your mouth speak dishonestly, and don't let your lips talk 
devously. Let your eyes look forward. Fix your gaze straight ahead. Carefully consider the path for your feet and all your ways will be established. Don't turn to the right or to the left. Keep your feet away from evil. Now, back at verse 25, it says, let your eyes look forward. Okay, don't look back. Don't look back. Let your eyes look forward. Because if we look back too much, we could be distracted. We know someone who did that. Remember Lot's wife? Fix your gaze straight ahead. Now, if the Lord travels us back because we have to deal with things from our past, it's for our restoration and our healing. This is talking about something differently. This is about the straight path. And in order to move forward on the straight path, we can't be distracted from things of the past. So we're not talking about healing in this uh, sense. We're talking about distractions. So to keep our eyes looking forward. Now let's look at Colossians 3, 2. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. This section is speaking about the life of a new man. He commands us to set our minds on the things above, not on earthly things. So these earthly things is the things of the world. All these things, whew, like a storm raging all around us. There's physical storms going on out there, and there's a whole lot of spiritual storms going on right now. And these spiritual storms are meant to keep you in a place of chaos. Remember Jesus on the boat, in the water, in the storm with the disciples? And what was happening to them? They were so distracted by the things that they saw. They were so distracted by the storm that they lost their peace. They forgot that the creator of the universe, the savior to all mankind, one that they had seen perform miracles was in their boat and could say right to the storm, peace be still, and he did. So as we keep our mind and heart focused on him, he will speak to our storm and say, peace be still, be still and know that I am God. And so we don't allow the world to distract us and the things of the world to distract us. We have to stay and listen, friends. In the days ahead, more and more, you're going to have to stay focused on the things of eternity. You're going to have to stay focused on the word because everything going on around us is meant to keep us in a place of chaos and the double D's will come, distraction and deception. And we have to be watchful. We have to be on the wall like Nehemiah. You know, Nehemiah, he, he was doing the will of God. God spoke to him and said, I have a will. I have a plan for you to do. And Nehemiah obeyed that. And the whole time Nehemiah was doing it, he was birthing a promise. God was birthing a promise through Nehemiah's work. And Nehemiah had to stay extremely focused. He had to have narrow focus, eagle focus on what God had called him to do. And he had to say no to all the distractions around him because had he not said no, and remember there were people coming at him, people trying to call him down from the wall and ask him questions and speaking to him. And every time he said, no, I will not come down. I am doing a great work and I can't come down. Nehemiah said no to the destructions. Read the book of Nehemiah and 6.3. He says, I'm doing a great work and I cannot come down. 
What is it that God is calling you to do? What is it that God is calling you to do? Say no to everything else. And so now I want to look at the last one that we're going to look at. I'm giving you three, three examples in the Bible, spiritual examples of how to overcome distraction. And we talked about Proverbs 4, 20 through 27. We talked about John 15. We've talked about Colossians 3, 2. And this one, my friends, is my bonus. This is my spiritual bonus because this one's going to apply to so many of us today. And this is, you and I can both find ourselves in this story, okay? And this might be our greatest example yet. We're going to look at Luke chapter 10, verse 40. Now, in Luke chapter 10, verse 40, we see a picture of two women. And it is Mary and it's Martha. And the story of uh, Mary and Martha appears at first glance to be about two sisters and their differences in approaching life. They approach life and the things of life totally different. But in truth, it is centered on the Savior who they both love. So they both love Jesus, but they are approaching their relationship with Jesus differently. They're approaching their service to Jesus differently. So Martha was wired for action. Okay, how many of you are Marthas who are wired for action? So I, I find myself like a little bit of both because I'm highly determined. I'm always putting my hand to some work that the Lord has called me to do, and I'm very driven. And so I'm definitely wired for action, highly motivated. This is who Martha was. And she was created with a deep desire to serve. And that's a good thing, right? Because servanthood is, it, it, it exemplifies Christ. I mean, he was the greatest servant. And we can't be like Christ and of Christ if we don't serve because he came to serve. So service is good. Servanthood is wonderful. But at times, those strengths of servanthood can also lead to struggles, right? So we have to have balance there, spiritual balance. So she strained to balance the beauty of how she was made with her ultimate purpose, enjoying and glorifying her Savior. She, she found it hard to balance that same thing out. So she busied herself with a lot of things, right? Details, presentation, chores. I mean, I, I can so see myself and Martha because I'm such a person of details, like running around trying to be, you know, make sure everything's just right, like how it's supposed to be. I want it presented well because in my mind and heart, I'm doing this for Jesus. And this has got to be a work of excellence. I mean, I am so wired for this right now. And in that process, we can lose sight if we're not careful. And we can lose sight of our priorities in the process because our priority is truly Him. It's the power of his presence. And so if we're so busy doing, 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 we lose sight of who we're really preparing for. I mean, all these things are, are things of preparation, but if we get so busied in that, we're going to miss the great guest, the whole, uh, you know, main event, which is the greatest guest of attendance is him. And so the cycle, this cycle that Martha was in left her feeling weary and frustrated. Okay, how many of you feel weary and frustrated from just busyness, the, the, the distraction of busyness? So Jesus responded to Martha's meltdown, meltdown because that's what she had, a meltdown. But Jesus in his love and his grace, he responded to her with great affection. And here's what he told her in Luke chapter 10, 
verses 41 to 42. Let's read it together. Actually, I'm going to back up and I'm going to start at verse 38. While they were traveling, he entered a village and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. Okay, so here's Martha. Making sure the house is presented. She's got everything laid out. All the details are great. She's getting ready to serve up the greatest hospitality to Jesus. Verse 39. She had a sister named Mary who also sat at the Lord's feet and was listening to what he said. Verse 40. But Martha was distracted by her many tasks and she came up and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to serve alone? So what is she showing us? Frustration. She's frustrated. So tell her, Lord, to give me a hand. And here's the Lord's reply. Verse 41. The Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and upset about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has made the right choice and it will not be taken away from her. Glory. So this wasn't a lecture, like he wasn't condemning her. It was much more than that. The God of mercy met Martha in her weakness and offered her the cure, the satisfaction. Who I love that. The satisfaction for her weary heart. And it was him. He was the greatest choice. Not the presentation in the details. It was him, the power of his presence. And Martha had allowed the urgency of temporary task to distract her. So friends, what is the enemy using? What are even are you using? What things are distracting you from the glory of his presence, from the power of his presence, from the perfect will he has for your life? Martha missed the significance of the invitation. Whew, oh my she missed the significance of the invitation to sit at his feet and experience his nearness because she was striving. She was doing things. She was focusing and functioning out of self and she was missing the greatest guest of honor in her home, which was Jesus. Martha's acts of services have become more about her, her efforts, than loving the one she served. Now, we can all be Marthas at times, driven by expectations and just trying to, you know, run after pursuits. And sometimes those can be empty pursuits, you know, pursuits, expectations that we've put out there for ourselves. And we can struggle to sit still. But I am praying over you that we will uproot any distraction that keeps you from the presence and the power of him, that keeps you from the presence and the power of his will for your life, that keeps you from the power and the presence of his healing for your life. Do not delay that which the Lord has for you. Say yes to it today. Do not delay. Now, I feel the power of the Lord on me so strong that you must not delay. This is the hour. Do not deny him. Do not be distracted away from him. He is the cure for our weary hearts, our broken hearts. It's his name, Jesus, the power of his presence. We need to sit and rest at his feet today. We need to sit and rest at his feet 
every day. So right now I'm going to pray. We're getting ready to close this episode out and I'm going to pray because I mentioned to you earlier that distraction is a spirit and it comes from the enemy. It's a spirit where we expose that today. It's a it's a spirit of distraction and deception, right? The double D's. We're going to pray against the double D's today. That Satan would not allow be, would not be allowed to do this to us, attack us in this way anymore. And we're going to be mindful of that, right? We're going to learn to speak his truth, to break the bondage of distraction over our lives. And we need to be on guard. So when we see it happening, Holy Spirit, rein us back in and get us focused on the things of the world. We have to be Nehemiah's. We need to have narrow focus in the days ahead, narrow focus in the days ahead and say no to distraction. So right now, in the mighty name of Jesus, we bind the spirit of distraction in the mighty name of Jesus. We say, distraction, you have to go. We uproot you in the mighty name of Jesus, and you have to go. We will no longer be found captive to distraction. We will walk in the abundance of the Lord. We will walk in the power and the presence of the Lord. We will have narrow focus. We will have kingdom focus. We'll be focused on you, Jesus, our King, and all that it is that you have called us to do. We don't have time for distraction in the mighty name of Jesus. So we bind you. You have to go. And Father, fill us up with the fullness of God. We receive it today, Father God. We receive it today. We uproot distraction and we receive your presence, the power of your presence today, and the focus of the kingdom. And we give you all glory and praise in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Well, friends, I hope that you have been blessed by today's episode. I love you bunches. And remember to live life abundantly. Don't forget to hop over to my website, JeannieScottSmith.com, and order yourself a copy of my recent book, The Gift. You will be so blessed. And we're going to talk more and more about The Gift and opportunities that are available for you in the days ahead. Talk to you soon. If you like Mommy's show, leave a review. Hey, before you go, if this podcast has blessed you, the number one way you can help me is to leave a review and subscribe to the Shattered into Beautiful show. Next, hop on over to the Shattered into Beautiful private Facebook group where you will find a network of friends with daily inspiration. You can reach me at JeannieScottSmith.com. And lastly, please share the episode or review in your social and tag me at Smith Evangelistic Ministries. I cannot wait to meet with you again. Stay tuned for more life-giving podcasts coming your way.